Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal. The Rossmore community in Walnut Creek has a population of nearly 10,000 people aged 55 and older. Its own newspaper, bus service, and over 200 clubs. Opened in 1964, Rossmore is among the longest-running age-restricted communities in the country. It's also the cornerstone of the 94595 zip code, which according to the San Francisco Chronicle is the only zip code in the Bay Area with home prices still hovering near 2022's all-time high. So today, we'll talk with residents and experts about the history of Rossmore, why people want to live there, and the current state of other developments like it. That's all coming up after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. In the early 1960s, a developer named Ross Cortesi saw an opportunity to build a different kind of suburban community. He would build not for the young family, but for the empty nester. Here, listen to this promotional film from the time. You know, as people grow older, they have special needs. Usually the situation has changed. You know, the children have grown up and moved away, and, well, this is an important milestone in their lives. The house is too large, the upkeep is too demanding. Naturally, they want to enjoy their still active years and the companionship of friends with similar interests. He called his communities Leisure World. Leisure World. And one of them is right here in the Bay Area, the community now known just as Rossmore. Here's another clip from that film on Leisure World describing the vision for Rossmore. On the former country estate of Robert Stanley Dollar is Leisure World Walnut Creek, sheltered in rolling hills and encircling a beautiful 18-hole golf course. It will eventually house 18,000 people. Here in this rustic setting, close to the University of California and many other nationally known universities, only 15 minutes from Oakland and just 45 minutes from all the cultural and recreational activities of San Francisco, the noted architect Charles Warren Callister 
has created a harmony of land planning and architecture that is unprecedented in a complete town. Leisure World is not a national entity anymore, and Rossmore never got quite that big. But the community is still going strong. Nowadays, as we're living longer, healthier lives, there are even more people who find themselves in the position that Leisure World spokesman described. So we're not just going to review the history of this place, but also how Rossmore is, and it's not, a model for the future of housing in an aging Bay Area. Joining us this morning, first, we have Ted Bentley, a Golden Rain Foundation board member and a longtime resident of Rossmore. Welcome, Ted. Thank you. And we have Matthew Lassner, an architectural historian who specializes in the history of multifamily housing in the United States. Welcome, Matthew. Thank you very much for having me. Matthew, that promotional music alone has sold me. I'm not going to lie. So, but talk to me a little bit about the creation of Rossmore. You know, what was the idea behind its architecture and design and even that marketing that we heard? Sure. So, you know, starting with the Industrial Revolution in the 19th century into the early 20th century, we see the rise of the nuclear family as a way of organizing how we live. Uh, couple that with increasing longevity as we improve medicine, couple that with Social Security introduced as part of the New Deal, uh, union pensions in the 1940s and 50s. And after World War II, uh, we have a huge population of older people who are living longer and really for the first time in history are able to support themselves living comfortably and independently in their own homes well into old age. They're not moving into convalescent homes or old age homes or living with their extended families. Hmm. And so a handful of developers start to experiment in the 50s um, with the idea of providing special communities for seniors. And the first big success was a place called Sun City, built by a well-known builder named Del Webb, uh, sort of in exurban Phoenix. And it was basically like Levittown or Lakewood in mm -hmm. LA, just sure. endless tracks of cookie cutter, mostly detached houses. Uh, and it was enormously successful. This is 1959, 1960. And so Cort who had previously done single family tracks in LA, uh, thought, this is a great idea, but maybe not everyone wants to live in exurban Phoenix. And so <laughs> he took a tract uh, in very northern Orange County and built the first Leisure World with 7,000 apartments, all in one-story buildings. There was not a single stair in the entire wow. complex. Wow. Uh, and it sold overnight. You know, within 18 months, he sold 7,000 apartments, which was just unheard of for any development. And so he planned more leisure worlds, including uh, uh, what became Rossmore and Walnut Creek. Now, in terms of design, the original one was pretty regimented and dull. It looked a lot like a army barracks or public housing project. And people were delighted to live there, but there was a lot of critique, uh, not just from architects and planners, but from uh, people like Margaret Mead and, you know, anthropologists mm. and gerontology is a nascent field at that point. But and what are people saying? People design. are basically saying we're sequestering our yeah, elders. Yeah, these are like rabbit hutches. They're internment camps for the aged. Oh, geez. Uh, this is a monstrous idea to lock away our old folks uh, and forget about them in these kind of depressing environments. Uh, but of course, it wasn't depressing on the ground. And, you know, once the landscaping uh, grew in, it, it, even even the original Leisure World is quite lovely now. But but when it came to the others, uh, Cortese wanted to hire architects uh, to do something that was uh, sort of keyed into local building traditions and that felt 
uh, a little bit more um, of its place, a little bit more thoughtful. And he stumbled upon uh, Charles Warren Callister, who was a kind of award-winning young Bay Area modernist who had uh, sort of made uh, designed some very acclaimed churches and private houses, uh, schools, that kind of thing. But he had done uh, a small apartment complex in Tiburon that landed in a a big uh, spread in a trade magazine and Cortese saw it and he got in touch with Callister and hired him more or less on the spot. And Callister... Well, hold on. Pause on Callister for just one sec. We're going to come back a little bit to sort of how the design of this community affected what it became. Uh, We're talking about Rossmore, the retirement community in Walnut Creek for residents 55 and older, joined by Matthew Lassner, an architectural historian who specializes in in the history of multifamily housing in the United States, who's giving us this beautiful context for how Rossmore was created. We want to hear from Rossmore residents in this hour. Tell us, what did you expect when you moved to Rossmore? And how has your experience matched or not matched that expectation? Definitely want to hear from you. Give us a call. The number is 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. Why'd you move to Rossmore? The email is forum at kqed.org. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, threads. We're KQED Forum. Um, Ted, wanted to get your perspective. Um, There's this, you know, I actually think it's kind of a beautiful idea to build a place like this. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you've experienced Rossmore as a longtime resident? Well, when I first moved in in 2003, I I was still working. So I worked for a number of years. I've only been actually retired for about the last eight. And I... Uh, although I was involved in a few things, um, it wasn't until the last eight that I really got to experience Rossmore. And uh, it has, it's kind of like almost life changing after you mm. are here and not working and being able to enjoy everything that goes on. With over 200 clubs, as you mentioned, uh, it's impossible to do everything. So, you're kind of maxed out at joining about four or five clubs because of the time restraints and everything that involves it. I'm part of the garden club, which is a five acre piece of land inside here that hmm. we can, uh, we can do gardening. I'm, I golf, I hike. We got 10 and a half miles of hiking trails around here. So I, uh, there's, uh, and then I play pickleball and. <laughs> I is mean, pickleball taking Rossmore by storm? Is this true? They're building a brand new, uh, a uh, total standalone facility for pickleball with over six courts in it. And it's going to be really nice. Should be finished next year. Wow. Uh, but along that point, one of the things that they do here is they try to stay, even though this is a 60 year old community, they're working really hard to stay up with everything that people want when they move in here. Hmm. They try to keep the community fresh. Uh, they uh, have rebuilt a number of buildings with our event center that holds 400 people for events with a state-of-the-art sound system, a stage with uh, over a over 25-foot screen if you're going to do uh, mm-hmm. you know something that you're going to project. Um, but just living here, 
the biggest thing is that I lose what day it is. I just, I don't know what day it is. I just know that I get up and I'm going to, I have this to do and this to do and this to do, you know, all these different fun things. In fact, I've given up pickleball for this meeting right here. <laughs> That's quite a sacrifice. That's quite a <laughs> sacrifice. Um, I appreciate that, Ted. You know, I want to talk a little bit about the the structure of the place. So you're part of the Golden Rain Foundation uh, on the board. And that yes. kind of manages the overall thing. But then there's a bunch of different kinds of living configurations inside, right? 6,700 housing units and spread across 22 homeowners associations. So just I know that's it's a lot of complexity. So maybe you could just tell us, like, why what are the different kind of big groupings of kind of types of places to live? Uh, the largest group are the co-ops, uh, the they're uh, con- they're like condominiums or, or apartments, I live in a two bedroom, two bath place, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, and some of them are, uh, um, the, the co-op piece of it is uh, under the HUD association uh, and they still uh, manage everything that goes on with the government. You know, the government manages that piece of it. Uh, and it takes up about a third of Rossmore. The rest of them are independent buildings independent type condos uh groups of uh you know four six or eight of them together uh and uh we have now we have 23 mutuals and uh each one of the mutuals if you think about it golden rain foundation runs all the facilities so Hmm. if you think about all the fun things to do the buildings the places to have meetings the lawn bowling the bocce all the stuff that is here golden rain takes care and maintains all that and then the mutuals are like individual little states. And each one of the mutuals has its own governance and it takes care of the number of units within that mutual. In the mutual I'm in, there's 1,875 manors. Some mutuals have as little as 60 in them uh, to be managed, but it, they're all different and they all have their own governing board and they all are governed uh, with you know mm-hmm. what happens inside, landscaping, whatever you're gonna be doing. Yeah. We're talking about Rossmore, the community in Walnut Creek for residents who are 55 and older. Joined by Ted Bentley, Golden Rain Foundation board member, longtime resident of Rossmore. We're also joined by Matthew Lassner, an architectural historian who specializes in the history of multifamily housing. We'd love to hear from you, Rossmore residents. What has your experience been of this place? Just love to hear from you. What are your plans for retirement if you're not in Rossmore. You're just still still working out somewhere else. Does a community like Rossmore hold appeal for you? Why or why not? You can give us a call. The number is 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. The email is forum at kqed.org. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. We're KQED Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. 
Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We're talking about Rossmore, which is a community in Walnut Creek, about 10,000 people who are 55 and older. It was opened in the 1960s, and it's one of the longest-running age-restricted communities in the United States. We're joined by Matthew Lassner, architectural historian who specializes in the history of multifamily housing in the United States, and Ted Bentley, Golden Rain Foundation board member and a longtime resident. Wanted to bring in another resident of Rossmore. Charlene Liu is president of Rossmore's Chinese Performing Arts Club. Welcome, Charlene. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on. You know, I just want to know a little bit of your Rossmore story. Why did you choose to to move there? Ha. Huh. Why? Uh, well, don't laugh, but it's mm-hmm. true. My mother made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> How did she okay. do it? She did, was she living there? Did she say you Rossmore is a nice place for you? Yes. Well, I don't know if she said that, but uh, they lived in Rossmore for a few years. And when I was still working in New York, my parents like they moved to Rossmore, and um, she'll call me often, and she'll say, "My next door neighbor passed away, and why don't you buy that apartment?" Okay, so this happens very frequently. <clears throat> my answer is always being, "Well, I'm not old enough yet." Mm-hmm. Uh, so finally, uh, when I decided to retire, um, I said, okay, I just have to make my mother happy. So I moved to Rossmore, gave my husband and I two years to find another place. But that's it. We both fell in love immediately and um, we're still here. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about the Chinese Performing Arts Club. Like you do performances at Rossmore, you do them outside. Like who's in the club? How big is it? Uh, the Chinese Performing Arts Club, have, right now, today, we have 110 members. Um, at a peak before pandemic, we had about 150 members. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not bad. Uh, the club has eight uh, groups, and we, have, we started out in 2012 uh, with Peking Opera, Chorus, Dance, and Music Instruments. And over the years, uh, we added Drama, we added games, which is mainly uh, the game Go. Uh, I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar yeah, with that. Sure. Okay. Okay. And calligraphy. And most recently, three years ago, culinary arts. So one of the questions that our listeners have, I mean, Pat, for example, writes in to say, ask the residents how many people of color live in Rossmore. Did you find that there was sort of enough diversity for you personally? Uh, well, for the Asians, I think I've seen many Asians. Uh, if you want to see other uh, culture, uh, other, um, maybe not as many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and has your life there been what you wanted it to be? Like, did it end up you know, meeting your, your needs? Yes. I'm yeah. very happy here. Yeah. Um, last thing, um, aside from the Chinese Performing Arts Club, 
what has been your your favorite uh, thing to do out there? Oh, um, hiking. Um, I joined the trails club the day one since I arrived. Uh, and then I joined uh, the Zazumba club. Then I do that. Uh, ping pong, then table tennis. Um, I, I don't play golf, unfortunately. Uh, I can't take advantage of that beautiful place. Um, and I do I take a whole bunch of classes in the fitness center. Um, what else do I do? Mm, I think that's about it. That's great. Um, Charlene Liu, president of Rossmore's Chinese Performing Arts Club. Thank you so much for, uh, for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, another listener writes in to say, you know, I don't live there. My parents did. And I was sorry I encouraged my mother to do it. They lived in Orinda and my mother thought it was isolated. But once they moved to Rossmore, she hated it. The rules about the appearance of houses, no washing on lines outdoors, the sound of ambulances, plus lack of younger people made her depressed. And as you know, it's not cheap. Too square and regimented, like the song says, heaven is a place where nothing ever happens. Um, Matthew, I wanted to ask you about this. I mean, this clearly is a uh it's it's not for everybody but how has the design of a community like Rossmore tried to account for some of those uh those components or the the cons that this particular listener's parents experienced sure um you know if there's a critique to be made of the design of Rossmore is it's the kind of tight control the architectural uniformity which is something characteristic of most planned communities but you know, the sort of genius of Rossmore is also a product of its design. Uh, when Callister was designing the complex and he had a lot of free reign from Cortese and thinking about how to organize the apartments, um, and, and this applies mainly to the original sections. Um, the project took longer to build out than originally planned, mm-hmm. but in, certainly in those co-op sections that Ted was talking about, the apartments are all organized around small grassy courtyards. Uh, They're kind of one-story houses that open up to a shared uh, lawn that goes out to the golf course or around these kind of squares that have laundry pavilions. There there weren't washer dryers in each individual apartment, um, at least to begin. Mm -hmm. And the idea here was that by uh, uh, sort of forcing residents to interact with each other by arranging their apartments so they faced each other and that sort of thing, you could create a, a community environment. You could foster neighboring, uh, the sociologists call it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that has happened. And so while there may be critiques about control and dullness and uniformity, uh, virtually everyone going back to the 60s in a series of post-occupancy studies uh, and most people you talk to who live there uh, talk about uh, the kind of neighborhood effect that occurs in in these complexes. Mm. Uh, sure, there are 200 clubs, so you can meet people who share your particular interests, you have people like golf and pickleball with and dance with, mm-hmm. uh, but people also know their neighbors and, and develop a kind of sense of identity around uh, their clusters or their courtyards. Um, and interestingly, this was a design idea that Callister it had never been tested with seniors before. Callister borrowed it from a concept that had come out of New York City in the 1920s 
about child rearing. How do you raise children in the kind of big anonymous industrial city? Um, And the theory was you organizing, you organize neighborhoods around a school and parks and playgrounds to to foster a sense of belonging and and, uh, encourage people to know one another and develop face-to-face community. And so he tested that out. That was his working theory at Rossmore and and all evidence I've seen and everyone I've spoken to uh, 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 testifies that it has yeah. worked as intended. Huh. So interesting. Um, let's bring in um, Joanna in Rossmore. Welcome. Hello. Um, thank you for having me. Um, I, I want to comment on what this man just said. I, too, came from Orinda and saw and thought I would never move to Rossmore. There's too many old people there. <laughs> But I was in real estate at the time, and I was showing someone else a property here, and I looked around. This is like 10 years after I said I'd never lived there. And I said, whoa, I can live here. This is gorgeous. I was on my way to move to Seattle to be near my kids, and I thought, well, I can have a pedicure there, a small place to come back to the Bay Area. But I moved in and loved it, and I'm never going back to Orinda or Seattle. This place has community, has gorgeous landscape, and it has friendly people. Uh, the one thing that, that is changing about Rossmore, which I love, is there's activism here. There are people who have views, political views, or ethnic views, and there is a new club called called, um, uh, RAD, Rossmore for for Advocates for Diversity, and they put on events, and it is fantastic. They just had a big, huge party the other night that was a great success. It was overflowing with people having fun. Yeah. I mean, Joanna, I, we are getting lots of uh, questions from listeners about the, the sort of racial demographics of, of Rossmore. And I think I could summarize them kind of quickly with people saying it's a very white place. Do you find that that's the, the case with Rossmore or have you seen changes in that over your time there? I think it's changing radically, dramatically every day. Mm-hmm. And everybody is embracing it as this club uh, rad has Mm -hmm. uh, promoted. They have festivals. They have people coming together. We danced to Indian music the other night. We danced to uh, Israeli music. We we had so much fun together. The diversity was Mm -hmm. everywhere. Thank you so much, Joanna, for your um, experience here and your experience with us. And um, glad you uh, glad you found your place. Um, you know, Matthew Lassner, I assume that this was a critique. I mean, given that places like Rossmore were built in the mid-century at a, at a time when suburbs, as a result of government policy, were nearly exclusively white. I think in the Bay Area, something like ninety-nine percent of people who ended up uh, getting FHA loans to move into suburban places were were white. This is clearly a critique that has been with us for a long time. As you look across the aging California population, is it still uh, a population that's overwhelmingly white that's moving into places like this? Or is that changing because the state's population itself is changing? 
it's changing because the state's population is changing, but it's changing less slowly than the, <laughs> than the population, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, most people moving into 55 plus communities, you'll note that, uh, as Ted mentioned, uh, this is an owner occupied community. This is, you know, 7,000 apartments or, or a handful of houses uh, that are owned. And most people who are moving in are selling houses, which they owned and they paid off their mortgages uh, and they're buying their apartments uh, with cash. And so, uh, you know, we've learned a lot over the last 10 years or so about uh, the legacies of racial discrimination in, in homeownership mm-hmm. and home lending. And uh, we've talked a lot about interge- intergenerational transfers of wealth. And, and that's sort of the dynamic that we're seeing in mm-hmm. 55 plus communities. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, people with the resources to move, move in are white, but it's changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's changing at all of the Rossmores and all the other large uh, communities, but but they all skew whiter than than the surrounding communities. Yeah. Um, there, uh, we got some more um, comments coming in from folks. Um, Steve writes. I'm a 16-year resident of Rossmore. When I moved in, people told me I was too young, but now I'm older than the average resident. Like Ted, I belong to the Garden Club, and I'm on the board of the largest Democratic club in the country. I tell people it's like a cruise ship that doesn't go anywhere. Golf, tennis, five swimming pools, a movie theater, library, speakers, music, restaurant, and since I still work a few days a month in San Francisco, it's exactly 35 minutes away on BART. Um, you know, other people have chosen to live in, in other ways. Carol writes, I visited residents at Ross Moore several times. I'd never want to live there. What I want as a long retired person is a heterogeneous community of different ages and backgrounds, as well as easy proximity to a variety of businesses. My neighborhood on Piedmont Ave in Oakland has what I value. I also love Piedmont Ave in Oakland. Um, Ted, I wanted to ask you about this. Um, do you miss having little kids around, you know, run, running around or, or teenagers? Or is that something that you, you think about in your experience of Rossmore? Uh, most of the time I go visit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people here who have grandkids who come and usually it's on the weekend. And you'll see that what is nice to see is like on the golf course, you're out golfing and you'll see uh, grandpa and the grandkids out playing or their sons and the grandkids. It's a, like a whole family affair. Uh, so on the weekends, it does. Rossmore changes a little bit. You see a lot more. We just had a Fourth of July festival with about, I'm guessing, a little over a thousand people showed up. And many of the people brought their grandkids to it. There was face painting. There's all kinds of things going on for the kids. There was entertainment by many of the clubs uh, uh, put on, mm-hmm. and it was really a lot of fun. So on during the week, not many kids around, but on the weekend, you're going to see a lot more grandkids coming and visiting their grandmothers and hanging out and, and enjoying some of the things with their with the families here. Some of the events they can go to also. Yeah, um, here's a question that I, I it's kind of a, it's an important one I think for people to think about. Wendy writes. I can't imagine when Rossmore was originally built, the units were built with disability features, you know, kind of wide hallways and uh, bathrooms in mind. Have they been updated ad hoc or as a whole? Is it up to individual owners? Ted, you want to take that one? Yeah. uh, Well, when I moved into my place, it was an original condition place and I still had my house. So I uh, gutted the whole thing and rebuilt it. The plug-ins for the wall are high so that you could get them out of a wheelchair the light switches are low in the kitchen uh, and in the bathrooms. They had a kick under the counter that was over 10 inches high. So the wheels of the, you know, the feet of the wheelchair could go in there. Mm-hmm. 
One thing that I always thought about was how does the wheelchair get up nine sets of steps mm. to get into the building? It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. So, yeah, I think that 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 is a, uh, uh, you know, it, it is a, something that is kind of strange on some of them. Um, I do know that people who do live here, they tend to move in and fix the places up the way that makes them comfortable. Mm. But the ones who live here a long time, like my neighbor who was just here, she had uh, really, you know, uh, she's quite elderly, but her hips started giving out on her. So she just moved to another location, which they have level in places here. So I see a lot of people will move from one mm. location to another and stay in Rossmore because Rossmore will make that available to you. Cool. On an average yearly change, there's about 450 uh, houses that, or units that change every year. And that's been a very consistent number uh, here. Sometimes it's been more, uh, very seldom less than that. But about 450 people um, yeah. leave, you know, they, they go on to a different place. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and their place has become available. And so we have a newer, younger group coming in all the time. Great. Let's bring in uh, Evie in San Francisco. Welcome, Evie. Hi. Um, I, my family had a great deal of experience with Rossmore. My, my grandparents moved in there about 1969 and lived there till the end of their respective lives. Um, and I moved in after my grandmother was widowed mm-hmm. as a first-year grad student at UC Berkeley as her caregiver huh. as she was having a tough time, you know, transitioning to widow and widowhood. Um, and in my experience living there back in 79-80, it was wonderful. It was quiet. It was a great refuge from Berkeley, but kind of like a very, very uh, bifurcated life because uh. of the two styles. Um, my father inherited it after my grandmother passed, and he lived there for about another 40 years. So um, and he was loved the hiking club. That was you mm-hmm. know one of the main things, and it was beautiful, safe, quiet. It, in his circles, it was politically progressive. On the other hand, my uh, stepmother had a horse, and Rossmore, after a while, decided to close the stables. They were not able to get their own independent television and radio connectivity. It had to go through a cable system, which precluded many things. Um, the views were obstructed by trees as they grew over the like 60 years mm. my family was involved so they could see Mount Diablo and eventually they couldn't see Mount Diablo. <laughs> um, the costs were high and I was always concerned during the fire seasons about yeah. my parents' ability to get out because mm. it had one basic entrance and they could hike. They could hike over the hills to Lafayette. But the fire season was really terrifying to think about all the people there who had less mobility and very little structured access that I could see. We will talk a little Um, bit more about that when we come back from the break. Evie, thank you so much for for sharing your experience. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We're talking about Rossmore, the retirement community in Walnut Creek. Residents are 55 and older. We're joined by Ted Bentley, Golden Rain Foundation board member, longtime resident, Matthew Lassner, an architectural historian who specializes in the history of multifamily housing in the United States. Earlier, we were joined by Charlene Liu, president of Rossmore's Chinese Performing Arts Club. Going to take some more of your calls and get to your comments right after the break. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. 
Set ten years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madder. We're talking about Rossmore, a community in Walnut Creek for residents who are 55 and older, about 10,000 people. Joined by Ted Bentley, who's a board member with the Golden Rain Foundation and longtime resident Matthew Lassner, architectural historian who specializes in the history of multifamily housing in the U.S. Let's take another resident here. Larry in Rossmore. Welcome. Hi there. Hello. Hi, Larry. What's your uh, story with Rossmore? Well, um, my husband and I moved here about eight years ago, uh, and I immediately became uh, aware of and involved in the Gay Men's Club and uh, been the president of it for several years. And the comment that I wanted to make is uh, how surprised we were uh, and uh, uh, how, uh, you know, how amazed we are that uh, there's such uh, a popularity with gay, lesbian people uh-huh. and uh, tra- now transgender uh-huh. uh, people. We we have uh, there's an enormous popularity and lots and lots of people moving in from uh, from that community from all actually from all over the country huh. um, in recent years. And so uh, we, you know, for several years we have uh, uh, put on a pride celebration. Uh, it usually lasts almost a month. Uh, it draws hundreds of people. You know, it's a, uh, we have a gala, we have a film festival, um, and uh, um, both clubs are very active throughout the year. And uh, uh, I, uh, I just wanted uh, yeah. people to know that because when I first I moved, uh, I was lived in Walnut Creek to start in the '70s, and it was just a joke about you know, well, you know, you, you're, you're old enough, you could you could be in Rossmore, and <laughs> and and with all those old Republicans, and I have nothing against Republicans, but um, we do have an enormous diversity now, and uh, not just racial, but uh, also uh, uh, something that makes me very comfortable uh, as I. Enjoy all the activities here. Yeah, Larry, thank you so much for uh, for sharing that story and sharing that um, perspective of uh, of change there at Rossmore. I want to bring in um, Mona Lalshadani, who's owner of uh, Preferred Placement Senior Services. Welcome, Mona. Oh, thank you, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on the show. Yeah. So, Mona, your much of your work consists of helping people actually leave Rossmore, right? If they are in a situation where they have a, a level of kind of medical need that's sort of higher than is really available at Rossmore, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, get a lot of calls from couples 
residing in Rossmore. They've been together for 30, 40 years, but one partner or spouse is needing a higher level of care that is not, uh, you know, their care needs are not met at Rossmore. I see a lot of uh, my clients where one spouse or partner has dementia or Alzheimer's. That's the number one reason I get calls. Mm. And can you talk about some of the differences, like in the sort of scale of care that people might need? Like, where does Rossmore sit and what are the other options that people might have? You know, like uh, uh, somebody in Rossmore right now has a spouse like this or maybe people whose parents are there. Um, so my uh, specialty is, you know, when an older adult or senior cannot stay home safely and the environment is not safe, their care needs far exceed uh, home care where someone comes in for a few hours and takes care of their needs. This is someone needing 24-7 care. So my uh, main my main uh, clientele is moving to assisted living, which is an RCFE licensed uh, uh, residential care facility for the elderly, a licensed care community, and they are not what uh, people of fifty years thought about old folks' home. We don't call it that, or their nursing home, or don't put me in one of those homes. They are extremely you know, well constructed. They have the privacy of their own apartments. They have a range of activities, but they have the safety net of having 24-7 caregivers. Yeah. Thank you so, yeah, thank you so much for that. Um, I want to go back to uh, the phones here. Let's take um, Brandon in Foster City. Welcome, Brandon. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to say, I saw a very interesting documentary, and I really wanted to ask even Larry, uh, the the president of uh, Rossmore, if he heard the, uh, the about this documentary it's by Vice News, and really it's about the the Rossmore of the East Coast, which we all know is the Villages. Hmm. And the documentary, I just highly recommend it. It was uh, it did a great job of humanizing those people because prior to seeing it, I really thought the Villages were very, you know. Uh, not a not a loving group of people that'd be welcoming, but really did a great job of humanizing. It's called uh, Guns, Booze, or uh, um, it's called actually. Let me look. It was called uh, Oh yeah, Golf, Booze, and Guns Inside Boomer Paradise by Vice News, huh. and it did a great job of humanizing those people and basically showing that you know in a very in ageist culture that uh people once you get over 50 55 there's a phenomenon where you become invisible and it's very wow. hurtful and yeah. it basically showed how those people just needed community and um and and prior to seeing it again i thought oh man they're a bunch of big trump supporters and i'll just confess i don't love the guy and so but but after seeing some of their struggles and their losses and and uh it did a great job of humanizing them. i just want to see if anybody had seen that and again yeah about the villages about the villages about yeah for sure and i think i believe the villages is the biggest age-restricted community um in the country matthew right that's it, it is the biggest of yes. its kind yes absolutely um, by and, far <laughs> yeah and you know what would you say about that um you know about brandon's you know kind of core point there that people need community um, you know, uh, as as they get older, they lose some people around themselves. Their kids leave the house. Like, how how would you uh, think about that? 
I mean, that's the whole point of these communities. Um, everybody needs community, and it becomes increasingly difficult to achieve that. You know, once the kids are out of the house and and uh, you get older, and especially as you start to to retire and transition out to the workforce, and and so uh, the whole you know these communities originally were marketed as active retirement mm-hmm. um, with with. Uh, emphasis on the active. And so all of the Rossmoors, the villages, this is why people move there. Um, and you see the same thing um, across the country. People who find themselves with a new lease on life, people who are engaged with their neighbors, engaged in all sorts of activities, uh, and really enjoying themselves and having a tremendous amount of fun. I know the villages in particular has a very raucous sort of nightclub and bar scene and and a lot of STIs uh, <laughs> these days. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Rossmore is not, I think, uh, quite as... as um, more hiking, like that. more hiking, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. More hiking. Uh, people are spending more time in the in the great outdoors in that beautiful, yeah. beautiful location in Tice Valley. Um, Ted Bentley um, wanted to get your perspective on this. Holly writes in to say, in the age of climate change, with extreme heat and drought in Walnut Creek, I was actually out there just this last weekend. It was over 100 degrees, like 102. Uh, that will only intensify. Does Rossmore have any plans to do such things as replacing lawns with drought-tolerant native plants and trees, air conditioning with heat pumps, you know, um, updating things that foster human health by reducing exposure to pesticides and other chemicals? And I would add, just because one of our earlier callers noted, the fire risk that's sort of inherent with um, living in particularly that very dry part of the East Bay. Well, since I've been on the board, those were some of the uh, topics that I came to the board wanting to work on. Mm-hmm. And uh, as the uh, board got together and worked as a group, uh, we worked with Cal Fire and got uh, over a $4 million grant to help clear off uh, some of the 750 acres where nobody lives. It's kind of the hiking area all around the hillsides of Rossmore. And to bring it down uh, to uh, control the fire growth that would happen in the brush and raise the tree line up and uh, so that's one part of it. The other part on the water, we're constantly thinking about how we can conserve water. Over the last couple of years, they've taken over 14 acres of land off of the golf course that they didn't, was peripheral along the sides that they didn't really need. And uh, they've changed it to drought resistant planting and more of a, a decorative look rather than mowing lawns and taking care of that. They're also doing more work on all the tee boxes and making the tee boxes so it's less grass. It's just where you have to tee off and and uh, more of a vegetation planted around it that keeps it uh, that's all drought resistant. Hmm. Uh, we replaced the uh, we're working almost completed on our entryway into Rossmore where all of the grass is going to be taken out of there and replaced with drought resistant plants. So we're, co- we're constantly thinking about the environment and how we can better do things here. As I mentioned before, the mutuals, there's 23 different mutuals. All the mutuals have conversations around removing large grassy areas and replacing them with uh, with drought resistant plants and uh, to take down uh, the cost, you know, the use, the amount of water that they use just to water grass. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so it is a, it is a, combined effort from everybody to uh, on on both of those subjects to really make Ross more safer and better all the time. Yeah. Um, this is a great question from Kimberly. 
I'm curious if there are any different slash better outcomes for seniors living in communities like Rossmore versus living on their own in more traditional non-senior housing. Matthew, I think I'm going to come to you on this one only because um, it feels like there was actually an attempt to sort of design for people to live this more active life, which presumably would, you know, keep people healthier. Yeah, this is a great question. Uh, there is surprisingly little research. You know, at hmm. the time Rossmore was built, as I think I mentioned before, there was you know the, there was no uh, field of environmental gerontology, as it's called, and that has emerged since the seventies. Uh, but even uh, gerontologists, and certainly not architects or planners, really haven't paid a lot of attention to collecting this kind of data. Hmm. This is a great project for a sociologist or or uh, somebody working in public health, uh, but but. Um, as I also mentioned before, there were several post-occupancy studies done of Rossmore in the late 60s, early 70s, and people were certainly reporting uh, happy outcomes. And anecdotally, we 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 know that uh, there are very good outcomes mm. in these kinds of communities, yeah. uh, but we don't have large-scale data sets. Uh, that, nobody has looked at these questions. That's so interesting. Um, you know, Mona, I wanted to run this by you, you know, just for the the anecdotal side of it. You know, one of our listeners, Elise, writes, when my parents moved to Rossmore from New York 26 years ago, there was a popular saying that, quote, Rossmore living will add 20 years to your life. We just celebrated my mom's 96th birthday. She got her 20 years plus some. Um, is that is that something you hear or are there particular types of people that it serves well and maybe other people who who it doesn't? Yeah, I've heard, uh, I've been in the geriatric field for uh, 25 years, and I've heard that, you know, living and having a sense of community and giving um, uh, residents as much independence as possible and giving them a quality of life does, you know, provides, you know, satisfaction and they live longer, healthier lives. And I just wanted to add um, that there is a newer concept uh, that I'm seeing a trend for continuum care retirement communities, CCRCs, which is a newer trend. It's it's a Rossmore uh, with acreage and clubs, and they own their own condos, villas, uh, homes, um, you know, a lot of social activities, travel, anything you can imagine they offer, but they offer peace of mind. So you're buying into a concept where you age in place, they offer assisted living, mm. memory care, and what we call uh, skilled nursing or nursing homes on site. So I've been getting calls and asking about, yeah. you know, why would I not move to a CCRC, then move to Rossmore as I age in place? I am going to need some help, you know, or yeah. order care needs. Yeah. So that, I just want to put it out there. Thank you so much, Mona. Um, you uh, Chad, I wanted to get one last uh, question here. You know, one listener writes, I live in Walnut Creek and my father moved into Rossmore from New York. Rossmore provided a more affordable purchase option than surrounding Walnut Creek. When looking there, we were surprised by the range of purchase prices. Older, smaller places can sell for $300,000 and large houses for well over $1 million. The neighborhoods differ, too, um, from more country to more almost urban, close into facilities. My father's two-bedroom, two-bath, 1,267-square-foot condo with full garage is currently listed for $725,000. And it kind of gets to this question of, 
the cost structure of moving to Rossmore is kind of different, right, from moving to one of uh, a surrounding place that isn't an age-restricted community. Yeah, in in Rossmore, you still have a lot of original units here. People who uh, have lived here 40, 50 years and have not done anything to their place. So when a person moves in, usually what they do is they remodel and they and they upgrade everything, which will drive the cost up when they leave. Uh, that's been happening over the years. Uh, still, at that, we are like half or a third of the price of a similar spot outside living in Walnut Creek. So, so it is a very affordable place to live, even at those prices. And the houses do well go into the two million uh, here hmm. with with uh, for condos here. Yeah. Let's um, squeeze in Linda in Rossmore, who has just a quick bit of advice for people who might be moving to Rossmore. Welcome, Linda. Thank you. Hi, thanks so much. What I find is that some of my clients think, well, I don't need Rossmore yet. I'm not to that age where I actually need to have some help. And what I ask them is think about coming here early enough to where you create community mm-hmm. and you can participate in the activities and make friends. Don't wait to think about Rossmore until you think you need it, because we have a very active community here. I went to a dance a couple of nights ago. There were 250 people there, and everybody was having the best time ever. (laughs) So Rossmore is a way of life, and um, don't wait until you need help or you think you need a retirement community, because this is 55-plus. And the earlier you come here, the more quickly you build community and the more fun that you have in this next chapter. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much, Linda, for that. Linda and Rossmore. Um, couple last uh, questions. Jean writes, uh, comments, Jean writes in to say, as a child in the 50s, I've li- lived in a community of garden apartments in Queens, New York called Garden Bay Manor. It was built in the 1940s and designed very much the same way your speaker described Rossmore. It was utopia for a child, kids everywhere, adults who knew each other and became friends, stores, schools, playground around the corner. If Rossmore is like Garden Bay Manor for seniors, uh, I'm in. Uh, (laughs) I uh, have really enjoyed um, talking with all of you this morning um, from Rossmore and talking about Rossmore. One last question. Comment another happy Rossmorian. Margot writes, I moved to Rossmore about a year ago. I was familiar with the community as my in laws lived here in the 80s and 90s. I've lived in this area for more than 40 years, and when I was widowed, I moved to a smaller home in Pleasant Hill. I wanted to move to Rossmore for all the activities. It's beautiful here. I have great neighbors. Been pleasantly surprised to find so many old friends. We've been talking about Rossmore, this community in Walnut Creek for residents who are 55 and older. We've been joined by Ted Bentley, the Golden Rain Foundation board member, longtime resident. Thank you, Ted. You're welcome. Thank you for having me come on. Also been joined by architectural historian Matthew Lassner, specializing in the history of multifamily housing. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks so much. It's been a terrific conversation. Also been joined by Mona Lalshadani, owner of Preferred Placement Senior Services. Thank you so much, Mona. You're welcome. Thank you. It was my honor to be on the show. Thank you very much. Earlier, we were joined by Charlene Liu, president of Rossmore's Chinese Performing Arts Club. Thank you so much to all of our callers in and outside of Rossmore. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for another hour of Forum Ahead with Mina Kim.
Funds for the production of KQED's Forum are provided by the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, the Germanicos Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.